Hello, and welcome to another mini-episode of Coaster Kings Radio. I'm Ian O'Donnell. Today we'll be looking at a coaster that was once the tallest in California. Join me for episode 3 of my series, Lost Coasters of California. As I discussed in last week's episode on The Wizard, the Marriott's Great America Parks were really bold designs that took many lessons learned from other regional parks and applied it to their designs. Part of this was a plan and specific plots designated for expansion. In 1977, a year after its opening, the Santa Clara Park was the first to receive a major coaster addition, the Tidal Wave. It seems we are currently in a golden age of launch coasters. Each year, another set of launch coaster concepts are announced, each with increased complexity. I mean, in America, I mean, the United States, my apologies, the United States in 2021, three of the big coaster editions are launch coasters. We have Icebreaker at SeaWorld Orlando, Pantheon at Busch Gardens Williamsburg, and Velocicoaster at Islands of Adventure each with complex, multi-launch systems. Yet it it is easy to forget that this concept has now been with us for over 40 years. Following the success of their looping models, both Arrow and Schwarzkopf unveiled launch shuttle coasters. These shuttle coasters, which consist of a piece of track that is not in a complete circuit, were great options to try to bring these looping coaster models to parks that might be restricted by footprint, or by budget. Arrow's launch loop, which, like the corkscrew, started as a full-size prototype in their California plant, consisted of two elevated platforms, each with electric winch launches, and a loop in a valley of track between the two of them. Schwarzkopf utilized a more sophisticated drop weight system, with the 40-ton weight being dropped and a tower under the vertical spike at the end of the ride. A series of pulleys transfer the energy from the weight dropping to a catch cart in the station that then proceeds to launch the train from the station into a launch track and then directly into a vertical loop, up a spike, and then backwards through the loop, through the station, and up another spike before falling forwards into the station. At 137 feet tall and reaching a top speed of 57 miles per hour, These coasters were also among the tallest and fastest in the world when they premiered. Including the two Marriott tidal waves, only four of these weight drop shuttle loops were ever opened before Schwarzkopf introduced the more common flywheel launch system. The Santa Clara tidal wave also holds the distinction of being the first Schwarzkopf design to feature his streamlined loop support structure. This all-in-one design moved away from the scaffolding supports introduced on the vertical loop of Magic Mountain's Revolution and became a signature part of Schwarzkopf's looping coaster design. Located in the Yankee Harbor area of the park, Tidal Wave was situated in a purpose-built beach complete with nautical details like a beached boat, fishing um, equipment, etc. The most distinguished feature was a cutout of waves that ran along the entire launch track. In the night, this cutout was lined with chaser lights that would simulate the movement and crashing of waves as the train launched down the track. And then, of course, the lights did continue up through the loop and up the track as well. In 1999, the tidal wave, under Paramount's leadership, was renamed Grease Lightning and given kind of a loose hot rod theme. 
This was in direct reference to the movie Grease, which is a Paramount property. In 2002, the ride was closed, sold, and stored at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom before becoming a parts donor for its Gurney twin. Now renamed Grease Lightning with a Z, which operated at Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom from 2003 to 2009, after a stint as Viper at Six Flags Over Georgia from 1995 to 2001. If you'd like to experience a shuttle loop, California is home to the only remaining Schwarzkopf shuttle loop in America, Knott's Berry Farm's iconic Montezuma's Revenge. This later flywheel model remains a fan favorite and has recently made our California Top 20 list. The two weight drop models that opened in 1977 with Tidal Wave were White Lightning at Carowinds and King Cobra at King's Dominion. They're both still thrilling guests, albeit at different parks. White Lightning eventually was moved to South Africa's Gold Reef City and is known as Golden Loop, and White Lightning operates as Catapult at Brazil's Hopi Hari Park. During its time at California's Great America, the tidal wave reigned supreme as the tallest and fastest coaster in the park. And in fact, if the tidal wave was still at the park, it would continue to hold these records. That's how amazing these coasters are. Unlike its Gurney counterpart, which was replaced by the groundbreaking Batman the Ride, Santa Clara's tidal wave has yet to be replaced by a roller coaster. And its support columns still stand as a reminder of the groundbreaking launch coaster that once spanned the heart of Great America. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this mini episode, please leave a comment or rating wherever you are listening. That really helps us out. This series is a companion to a series of articles that are being released on thecoasterkings.com. You can find interesting articles, exclusive updates, and a range of theme park-related merchandise at thecoasterkings.com. For Coaster Kings, this is Ian O'Donnell, and next week we'll be looking at a coaster that was designed to be the signature ride of the park, but since fell victim to its own aging, the rapid development of its home park, and the financial constraints faced by its owners. Come back next week as we drive back down to Southern California to Magic Mountain's Colossus.